so important for us to be inside of community. It's so important for us to be inside of community. I said this last week. I'm going to continue to say this inside of the season of Connect Groups. I'm here because of another person. I'm here because someone connected with me and my life was changed. God used a person to radically um, invest in me, and I'm here preaching because of another person. God's called all of us to purpose and destiny. And I mean, two big things inside of the kingdom of God is, you know, we need to have a face-to-face, radical, um, intimate relationship with Jesus. That's the most important thing. And um, God's called you to make an impact. Those two things. He wants you to be intimate with him, and he's called you to make an impact. But he chooses to use people to help us on the journey. Are you with me? And you you can't get enough on Sunday. You can't get enough at a Bible study. You, You need to be doing life with people. Are you with me? Yeah, so it's so important inside this season, but also not for it just to be, we do it three times a year, but not just to be a season, but it to be something that it's a culture. So when it's not like the connect group season, you're just, you're doing that. You hear what I'm saying? If you go to the gym, you just take somebody with you, right? You just do life with people. And, um, you know, you, you invest inside of people, get invested inside, get, get people to invest in you, but you invest inside of people. And um, that's where the greatest joy comes from inside of our heart. Amen. So just always want to reemphasize that. So we got groups and um, I want to plug one today. So um, Neil and Bruce right here on the front row, you want to raise y'all's hands? Hi, come on. Stand, why don't y'all go and stand up? Hey, go and stand up. Y'all heard Neil like on, on the electric up here, right? And Bruce on the base. Yeah. So the whole team was incredible, but they're leading a connect group with students. All right. And college students. And we want to, um, you know, we, we want to make an impact with all of the connect groups, but um, we have a, a college right down the street that's got, like, what, 50,000 students right down the street, and um, so, hey, listen, if, if you want to get involved, you know, get with those guys after service. You guys can be out front for us. That'd be cool, but anybody leading a connect group, be out front. Just just chat with people, all right? Um, you know, there's a student that just, uh, that just took their life two Fridays ago, all right, at USF, and... Um, it's not just students, but people are challenged, and that's no way out. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, people are hurting, and we need to be inside of groups, and we need to help push groups because people are hurting, and we want to make sure um, that we can help the person next to us. Amen? The other thing, I'm going to reemphasize prayer, all right? Because there's things that you will do on your knees, all right, that you will only realize when you get to heaven. You'll only realize there'll be so many things, there's going to be so many people so many things that happens because you choose. All right, this is a um, something I heard from a great man of God that's been doing ministry for 60 years, and he says the greatest expression of love is intercession because nobody knows you're doing it but you and Jesus. The greatest expression of love is intercession because nobody knows you're doing it but Jesus. You see what I'm saying? And we're all called to the ministry of prayer. Everybody's called. You see what I'm saying? I don't need an aha moment. Just God's called us to a ministry of prayer. So we do that at 4 o'clock, 4 to right at 445. And uh, we would love for you to come. And we have other people that have um, places of prayer at their house. And um, that'd be something that you could lead, you know. So uh, the other thing, um, I'm going to wait to the end of the service to chat about. So um, for the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about um, identity. And we've been talking about in the title of the message. I don't even know if they're going to have it up here because I told them to can my message. And um, that's the kind of the word I got from the Lord was can the message. So, uh, you know, what you're going to be hearing today, I'm going to be hearing for the first time, too. 
Normally I have notes up here. I have no notes today, you know. But the Lord gave me a specific word, and uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but the last couple of weeks we've been talking about identity, and um, a lot of times we talk about identity, but the focus the last two weeks has been more of an outflow, um, not something where it's just, you know, us beginning to understand who we are in Christ, but to demonstrate the kingdom of God. And in demonstrating the kingdom of God, you learn so much about the Lord and about who you are. So two weeks ago, we talked about the benefits of the kingdom of God, understanding the benefits in Psalms 103, what Jesus paid for, and then you going out and, and, and letting somebody know about it. You, you hear what I'm saying? Let somebody know about it. I go to Walmart every Tuesday. I go at shift change. The dude coming in, I high-five him, then prayed for him, et cetera, and the guy coming out, all right? I can tell you all about their life. Walk around. I'm looking for people to just sometimes just love on, you know? I'm looking specifically for people. You got a buzzing going on. You know what that is? That you, Neo? Can you help me out with that? Because that would drive me nuts. So every Tuesday I go to Walmart and I pray for people and I put it on my calendar because our, our lives are busy. Amen? Y'all's lives ain't busy? Because our lives are busy. Amen? Y'all got to talk to me, okay? Because like I told you, I'm, I'm in waters up here. I have no idea where I'm going, to be honest. Okay? So y'all got to talk to me. All right? So every Tuesday we go to Walmart. Our, our, I go to Walmart. Our schedules are busy. So I meet Beth this last past Tuesday. Okay, Beth's got a mask on, and normally when you're trying to pray for somebody, me, normally I'm thinking if someone's wearing a mask, I'm thinking they might not want to get close to me. All right, they could have a situation going on because they're still a little bit challenged with what's going on inside the world, etc. So I asked the Lord, what you think, Lord? I always ask how I talk. Lord, what you think? And I felt like the Lord says, just keep moving. All right, I was like, no, that's got to be a good one if you said that. All right, so I go up, and Beth's got these two braces on her legs. And um, I walk up and I'm like, hey, what, what, what's going on? I know it's not a good way to approach somebody. Hey, what's going on with your legs? And um, well, what's y'all's method? All right. I'm up here being transparent. And I can go ahead and tell you it worked. All right. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's going on with your legs? It kind of gets right to the point. Maybe it's a little, you know, blind spot with my life. All right. I'm kind of like to the point. I'm like, hey, what's going on with your legs? And she was like, um, I got uh, neuropathy, neuropathy. And, um, so she, she moves her mask and, um, I'm like, um, well, I don't know what that is. I'm like, well, what, can you tell me about it? And she starts talking about it. And, um, I said, would you mind if I pray for you? And, uh, she was like, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I pray for, her and, um, it, it's, it's a little challenging sometimes, um, in those environments to pray for people and kind of like, push the envelope a little bit to see God move in the moment. Like if you don't like, you know, if someone doesn't feel anything or et cetera. But in this moment here, it's kind of interesting. Um, I prayed for her and the Lord got on this lady. And this is what she said. Like, I don't know her. she's a stranger. She says, I'm, I'm, I'm far from God. That was, the, I mean, I'm praying for her to be healed. I don't know anything about uh, what's going on in her legs, but she says, I'm far from God. And I said, well, can, can I pray this other prayer of you? It's in the Bible. It's in Ephesians 1. And I broke down the prayer to her really quickly in Ephesians 1. And she gets her phone out. And she says, can I, can I write this down? We're in the mop aisle, all right? Because I kind of stalk people when I go through there. I'm normally not in the mop aisle. So I'm in the mop aisle. And we hang out for a minute. 
I, I'm sharing this because for one, you know what I mean? There's, there, there's, there's people that have, you know, these needs that need to hear the benefits of the kingdom of God. They need to hear the benefits. I wanted the woman to be healed. I'm not absolutely sure if she got like healing in her legs or not, but I know that God moved in the situation. She's far from God. She gets out her phone. I give her Ephesians 1. There's another prayer in Ephesians 3. I give her Philippians 1 and Colossians 1. Those are all apostolic prayers. She's taking them all down, like taking notes. She's like, where'd you hear this stuff from? You know? And she, she's got her mask off, and, and we're just having a conversation. And, you know, I'm just sharing the benefits of what Jesus has done inside of my life. That's what we talked about two weeks ago, about walking out identity. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's so important to quote Scripture know who we are. But listen, the church is, the, the Lord is on a move right now to push us out of this building to where people are looking for a touch. You know, they're looking. They, they, they need God to move inside of their life. Y'all good? So last week we talked about the testimony. And I challenged everybody, you know, two weeks ago, hey, guys, go out and, and share and, and love on people and come back with a testimony. Because a testimony, a lot of times, historically in churches, someone gets up and they talk about what Jesus has did, and that's great. But the testimony, all right, by what God says in the Word is, He wants you to share it so that He can do it again. And when we're talking about identity, and the title of the message was Heaven's Royalty, because God calls you royalty in Scripture, that's what God calls you. Go ahead and say that I am royalty. Let's say it another way. I am the royalty of heaven. Scripture says that Jesus washed you in his blood and he made you a king, right? And he made you a priest. You couldn't do that. He made you like that. Royalty, when they're born, it's written, right, on their birth certificate who they are. And when you are washed in the blood of Jesus, Scripture says your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are royalty now. And one of the great ways that we demonstrate royalty is we hand down the things that has been given to us. Do you, you, you see what I'm saying? And part of the inheritance that you have as royalty is the testimonies of God. The testimony is not something that God just did for um, Jose and Melody. The testimony is anything in print. You got 66 books up here, guys. 66 from Genesis to Revelations. Anything inside of this book is your inheritance. So what uh, Pastor Nate said earlier is, man, if I don't know what's in the book, then it ain't really doing me a lot of good, right? But if I'm a student of this and I understand that this is part of my inheritance, what I, held, what I had told Beth was I told Beth at Walmart, I was like, hey, I prayed for this guy. He had a back issue. He's in his 20s. He couldn't tie a shoe. I'm not joking. Couldn't tie a shoe. He was at a Bible study. The next day, he, he comes to me. He's jumping up and down, freaking out. I'm completely healed. I'm, I'm healed. I'm like, I'm like, great. He went from not being able to tie a shoe in his 20s to where he was doing squats with weights on his back. I shared that testimony. I didn't have anything on neuropathy. Neurop How do you say it? I didn't have anything on that. So I shared that. I shared that. All right? But God moved. You hear what I'm saying? God's done something in your life. He saved you. He's done something in your life. There's a point when you were down. Somebody just came and loved on you. There's a point. Those are testimonies. If it's written or anything God has done in your life, you could share what God's done in somebody else's life. That is part of your inheritance. Amen? 
I really feel like God wants us to be so strategic with our time. Pastor Nate mentioned this with just being generous, your time, your talent, your resources. But you know what? The, the, you know, I think the biggest challenge for us is our time. And I don't think it's a challenge as far as like we don't have enough time. I mean, he's the one that created time. Scripture says that God thought about you before there was ever time. It's kind of a crazy scripture, right? It's in um, 1 Timothy chapter 1. But God thought about your life and planned it before there was ever time. And he gave us a certain amount. It's just more, more of an aspect of planning. But God really wants to do something very unique in this season. This kind of leading me up to where I'm at right now. Because I had I thought like a really cool message. And the Lord's like, scrap it. I normally send to our team, hey, get these scriptures up on the screen. And they always hook us up. And there is no scriptures today. Because the Lord says, scratch it. He just gave me a word. It's kind of weird. I'm, just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just out here with y'all. Okay? And he said, the word was oil oil so i'm like you know i've studied the word you know a little bit and um i know that oil in scripture represents a few things one of the things the oil represents is the holy spirit that's one thing the uh, oil represents another thing the oil represents is the power of god or what alan hit on and he was right on point because this is what was in my heart is the anointing the anointing that's a word for like that's the power of God in the supernatural realm. So y'all see this electricity? Um, so electricity is the power of God in the natural. You can't see it, but you can tap into it. You see what I'm saying? And then that's how we have lights, because you tap into it. It's always been around. All right, people just kind of figured out later on how to tap into it. With the anointing is the power of God in the supernatural realm, the anointing. Scripture says, and they were quoting this, it destroys every yoke. It'll destroy every Yoke is, it, it, it'll destroy anything that's going on in my life that don't line up with the Word of God. Whether it be, you know, something going on, on the inside, whether it be something going on with the relationship, you know, um, you know, financially, physically, that's what the anointing's for, okay? And, and these are all good, but I really feel like the oil or it's like God wants to put something on you in this service, but it's more so outward focused, it's for you to go and use it, okay? All right. It's funny. I got. I'm just. I'm. I'm kind of up here, like moseying around with the Lord. Um, I said funny because of something I heard from the Lord. <laughs> so there was a story uh, with this lady that, um, you know, she was in a pretty bad situation. Uh, she she ran out of food and uh, didn't have anything to eat, and she runs into this prophet dude. And the prophet's like, um, hey, go make me a, go make me like a, you know, a cake. All right. Go hook me up with a, a cake. And she says, well, I just this is all I have left. And um, I'm going to go make this and me and my kids are going to die. That, that's a pretty bad situation, right? It's kind of a weird story when somebody says something like that, you know. Um, but he says, no, 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 go make me a cake first. Could y'all imagine me saying that to y'all? Like, hey, man, I'm broke. I'm like, well, now give me your last five dollars. Give it at me first. I mean, this was the pastor, right? Like, give me your last five dollars first, and then go your way. You'll be good. Now, you, you didn't hear what I said. My kids are starving. I'm starving. No, no, give me your last five bucks. Yeah, I'd get blasted on social media, right? Like, this dude for real has got issues. But this is what the prophet said. He said, go make me a cake first. It goes to what Pastor Nate was talking about. You know what I mean? Kind of like it don't make any sense to do this, and God was going to move. So, anyways, tells the woman this. Um... He, she goes and gathers all these jars of oil, tells her to do that. And then so anyways, what happens is that 
um, she constantly gets this stream of supernatural oil and not so to, to feed them, but also it became a, a surplus to the point to where it lasted them all the way through a famine. I didn't give the whole story, but there was a famine in the land or there was a crisis in the land and it, it took care of her for an extended period of time. Are y'all with me? Let, let me, let me kind of uh, just, just for a minute. Um, it's funny, if God told you something like that and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a, um, X amount of stack of $100 bills, okay? I'm going to give you a bunch of money up here, okay? How, how much would you ask for? How much would you ask for? Anybody? Nobody? Why are y'all so shy, man? A billion? Okay, all right. It's kind of funny, like the lady, the lady went and got these jars but the jars ended up running out. It's almost like what I feel in my heart is, you know, God's going to choose to give you so much more, all right? But it's going to be based on how you plan with your jars. It's like her jars, I mean, the oil ran out after a season. But what I feel inside of my heart, like I said, this is just like real time right here. What, I, what I'm feeling in my heart right now is that... Um, the Lord's going to give you something that's going to be so ongoing, so incredible, but it's going to be based on how many jars you choose or how you begin to plan this season by giving out the oil. Do you hear what I'm saying? So you can hear a message on Sunday, but listen, guys, if you don't plan on Monday, you feel me? Like, I normally get one of the wireless mics. Oh, my goodness, I can't do that. Y'all do this, right? We got my notes from last week. For one week, you know, we got our notes. We kind of, we come to church, we, we, we take notes. Y'all taking notes, right? I need them when y'all get done, right? Because I don't have no notes. And listen to me, guys. It's not a knock. I, I, I feel like today, and you might not even feel nothing, but like God's, like God's doing something on your life. You see what I'm saying? He's releasing something on your life. But how you begin to plan Monday throughout the week, but not just that week, the following week. In the following week, the oil continues to come. So I said the oil represents the Holy Spirit. The oil represents the anointing of God. What would they do in the Old Testament is when there was a king, all right, that was going to be brought into a place of royalty, they would pour oil all over him and say, this is God's anointed like God is saying, listen, I'm calling you into this season where I'm saying, I'm going to put you in a place where you didn't earn this. I'm going to give you something and you're going to begin to reign. You're going to reign in two areas. OK, you're going to begin to reign just you as a person. Like the thing that keeps bothering you and you keep going around the same mountain, God says the oil is going to help you with that. You know, the hamster keeps going on in your head, just running. Yeah. Man, Jose didn't text me back. I texted that rascal three days ago. He didn't text me back. You know, like if that kind of stuff bothers you for real, you know what I'm saying? That stuff don't bother me, but if that stuff bothers you, like your inner world, you don't have a lot of peace in certain areas with relationships and stuff, and that stuff bothers you, like God says, I'm going to so free you to where you have such a freedom on the inside. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like any old little thing just kind of ruffles your feathers, you know? Yeah, God says love is not easily offended. 
That don't bother me. But it might bother you. It's okay. Listen, I got something that bothers me. Yeah, I got something that bothers me. Trust me, I'll tell you. Yeah. And I got, I got massive blind spots myself. We all do. And if you don't have one, trust me, just get around some people. They'll tell you. Yeah. You just need to be in community more. They'll tell you. And get some people that will tell you. Yeah, don't be around people that won't tell you. Yeah. But I feel like the oil's going to help us. Man, that sounds so good. Could you imagine? Like, whatever that is. I'm going to pull a Pastor Nate. I'll pause for a minute. Put your hand on your chest. Hey, like I told you, this is a little different. Put your hand on your chest. All right? I should have music playing or something. Say this with me. Lord Jesus, free me. Just pause in a minute in his presence. Now I want you to talk to him inwardly. That way it's between you and him. And say, the thing that bothers me, Lord, you know that thing that bothers me? You know that thing I struggle with? I'm asking right now for your oil to free me. I'm asking for your power to free me. Fear of man. Worried about what other people think. I just say freedom in the name of Jesus. Yeah. We walk in the fear of God, not the fear of man. No more offense. We don't walk in offense in the name of Jesus. We walk in freedom. You guys good? You guys good? That might be one of the greatest gifts that you can ever have. And just say this to me out your mouth. Lord, I believe that you just moved on me. Yeah. Okay. Now what happens is that, all right, when you begin to walk things out inside of the kingdom, the enemy stands in front of you and the enemy tries to actually say, man, you didn't really get free. Man, you didn't really get fill in the blank. You hear what I'm saying? And you remind, all right, those lying voices, okay, that God set you free, okay? There's other steps that you need to take because Scripture says that when we get freed from something, you need to be filled with something, okay? And you get filled with Him. Spend time with Him, all right? Because the plan of God is for us to reign, to reign in this life, reign in here, R-E-I-G-N. Jesus paid with His blood so that His sons and His daughters would not go around the same mountain, but that we would reign in life. And the only way that I can truly reign in a place where the world can see I'm a son or a daughter is I got to be reigning in here. All right. We'll always go through different places of breakthrough in our life. We'll always go through those. Okay. It's not that we just continue to cross the finish line on a Sunday because God did something. But the thing that was really pressing you and bothering you. Okay. God broke something. Amen. God broke something. The other place I believe the oil is for is for a demonstration of the Lord. Okay? A demonstration of the Lord. God so wants the oil that He trusts us with or His power, His anointing, He Himself all over you to get on somebody else. Isn't it interesting in Mark 16 when Jesus talks about the Great Commission, He says, hey, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Notice He uses your hand. My hand is not powerful, okay? 
But the context of Mark 16 deals with God in me and God getting out of me and God getting all over me. That's the context of Mark 16. Okay, so if God is on me and then I touch somebody, that's a different ball game. Do you hear what I'm saying? So when I go to lay hands on somebody, if I understand that God is not just in me, but God's on me like this shirt and I go to put my hand on somebody, then you have God himself releasing something over someone. And that becomes different. Do you hear what I'm saying? So the oil that God is wanting to begin to just move on your life for somebody else based on your jars. How many jars do you want to have? How strong do you want this to operate in? How much more do you want to see inside of your life? I believe it begins with making myself available, planning, okay? Hey, sometimes you might have jobs where you can't get out. Pastor Nate's got a job where he can't get out much. I hijacked him the other day. I want to have you for like two or three hours. Yeah, I hijacked him. I said, hey, man, you want to go to lunch? I said, hey, man, I got to go back to work, you know? It was a working lunch. It was a working lunch. It actually was. But no, sometimes you, you, could, you could have remote jobs, et cetera. So it, it, it takes an intentionality if, if that's your, you see what I'm saying? If that's the season that you're going through, if that's your job, okay? Where's, where's Marcus at? There's Marcus. Marcus just got like a one-man or a one-woman audience, you know, because he drives people around and stuff. And so you can have people. I used to cut hair, and when they got in the chair, they're going to hear about Jesus, okay? I've seen people get saved, filled the Holy Spirit, healed the whole nine yards, all right? So you, you, you might not have a, an, an audience like that, or you might not have a situation like that, but, but, you, but you have to be intentional. You don't have to be, but you should be intentional. Are you all with me? I, I, I'm going to keep it real. I, I, I don't know what God has in store for you, okay? And nobody can tell you that. God's too big for any pastor or person to say what God has in store for you. But I will say this, okay? Um, God will open up our eyes if we begin to plan and he'll begin to give you glimpses of greatness that will actually blow you away. And it's not, watch this, it's not your end game. It's not your end game, seriously, because he don't want to make you top heavy and your head fall to the ground. He wants to keep you humble, all right? So he'll begin to give you glimpses when I do the jars, when I'll begin to plan, all right? I'm going to do this on Monday, Lord. I can't really get out, but I'm going to be on my knees, and I'll release the oil here. Here I'm going to do that. You see what I'm saying? And be that intentional so that the oil can get stronger. I feel this with all my heart, all right, that if we will get out, all right, you'll begin to see the demonstration of the goodness of God, that he's not a liar. And that's what the enemy wants everybody to believe, that God's word is not true, that stuff don't work, all right, everybody don't get fill in the blank. That's not in Scripture. That's not in Scripture. And we got to get to a place where we experience God, but we experience God and let someone else experience Him too to where our theology becomes experience. This is where it becomes, um, it just becomes a part of you. Like your identity is transformed when you see another human transformed. Your identity you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get you to open your hands one time. I'm going to pray this prayer over you. So, Lord, I just thank you uh, that the hearts are open. 
I'm going to get the, the prayer team to come up. You've been asked by Pastor Nate to come up. I'm going to get you to come up. Um, y'all just stand up front for a minute. Y'all might have to stand up for a while. So, Lord, I thank you for these hearts being open. Receptive to what you're doing. I just pray for oil right now, the very power, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to fall upon each and every person. I thank you, Jesus. You've called us to greatness, and you are the greatness in us. We just thank you, Lord, for you being manifested through us, people's lives being changed. So just flow, Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord a question right now. Eyes, eyes closed, heads bowed. Ask the Lord a question. Ask Him a question like, how do you want to use me? Ask Him that question. He might say specifically, you know what? I put oil all over your hands specifically to heal depression. And I'm going to show you people who are depressed You might say, I'm going to put oil all over your lips so that you're going to see people who are on the verge, all right, on the verge of committing suicide, and you're going to have specific words of love to redirect their life into life. I'm going to put oil all over your head, and I'm going to give you thoughts and strategies to impact people at your job, and it's going to open up doors for the kingdom of God in their life. I'm going to put oil all over your heart because God's going to give you a direction when it comes to families. That's the very heart of God is family. Do you hear what I'm saying? So every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment, ask the Lord, what's my oil for? Jesus. You have called us to demonstrate the kingdom. You have called us to demonstrate the goodness of God. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm just going to read a passage to you. That way my message is legit. It's in Zechariah 4. It says, Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who was wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, What do you see? It's very interesting because I believe that this is what God's doing. He's waking us up. Church, eternity is real. It's more real than any of us understand that people are going to live forever. They're going to live forever, and God wants us to be right in the middle of what He's doing every single day with eternity. Like every day, every day, God wants us to be right in the middle of eternity. Like what in the world is on your heart for eternity today, Lord? Wake us up, Jesus, to eternity. So I said, I am looking, and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it, and on the seventh, and on it is 
seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? The angel who talked with me answered and said, Do you not know what these are? He's asking the question. And the divine response is a question. I think God is not only going to wake us up to a greater revelation of eternity, but God's going to use you to answer questions, to wake others up. What are these? What is this vision about? And the divine response is, you don't know what this is. I feel like in this process of this oil, as you give it out, the revelation is going to be who you are. God's going to awaken you greater and greater to who you are, and it's going to wake other people up. I'm going to skip down to the end of the chapter. Then I answered and said to him, What are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and its left? I further answered and said to him, What are these two olive branches that drip into the receptacles of the two gold pipes from which the gold oil drains? Then he answered me and said, Do you not know what these are? Same question. I said, No, my Lord. He said, These are the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. Two key things here. The anointed ones in the original language means fresh oil. Fresh oil. It means sons of oil or daughters of oil, meaning that it's a new day to demonstrate the identity of God as God imparts something to your life today to give it to somebody else. The other thing is that they're standing next to the Lord. It's an aggressive position. They're not sitting. They're standing. All right? This represents your identity. It represents the king and the priest is what it is. I'm not going into it, but as a king, God has called you to reign in your inner world. Okay? God has called you to reign and not to be dominated. God's called you to be successful inside and outside. But God's called you as a priest. And that means that you give away what's been given to you. You mediate heaven into this earth. You are the priest of God. Reigning is who you are right now in the Lord. We need to walk in greater measures of that. But the priesthood is ways that we are able to love on Jesus by giving him an offering. And that is people. Seeing people come into the kingdom, seeing lives transformed. It's the greatest form of ministry back to the Lord. So, Lord, I thank you for fresh oil right now. Fresh oil all over your people. I know for some of us in here, it might not make sense. Okay? You might not feel anything, but just keep your heart open to what God is doing. God is releasing something over your life. It's a gift. He's trusting you with something. And it is a new day for every person in this room. So I'm going to pray for us. And then even as we dismiss today, I'm going to give you an invitation to come up here and receive prayer. We have a prayer team. And I would love for you to come up. If you don't feel like you heard anything as far as what it is for, if you come forward, somebody on this team will pray for you. And I believe God will speak to you from one of the people up here. Just pray for you. Um, 
So I challenge you to come up if you didn't hear anything. Um, so bow your heads with me for a moment. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. I know it's a little different today. I choose to be obedient to the Lord. And He's faithful. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Hey, listen to me. If you came in this room today, you came into this room today and you do not know the Lord Jesus, that means you do not know if He lives inside of you and that your name is written in heaven. You don't know that if you died today, you would go to heaven. I want you to raise your hand. Be bold. Every, every head bowed, every eye closed, be bold. Raise your hand with me. This is the most important decision that we all make in our life. Man, you can put your hand down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Praise God. So family, I'm going to get you to praise with me out loud, including the person that raised their hand. And if you didn't raise your hand today, listen, God's not mad at you. But if you didn't raise your hand today, you believe, listen to me, this is the gospel message right here. Jesus Christ died for you. He died for you. And he loves you. He was raised from the dead three days later so that you could forever be with him. Forever, not just in heaven, but right now. That is the good news. And because he was raised from the dead, we do not experience the wrath of God. We experience the very love and the freedom of Jesus Christ. So say this with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me. I repent of my sin and I choose you as my Savior in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you right now for what you have done inside this room today. And guys, listen, if you don't want to come up for prayer, listen, there's no judgment. If you want to just sit for a little while because we're ending a little bit early today, it's a miracle in itself. I can ask everybody in here with me. All right? But if you just want to sit and you just want to sit in the presence of God, we'll keep music on. All right, but this is a holy moment. God is doing something unique. Okay? If you just want to sit and, and just be in His presence for a minute, I feel like God will continue to honor that and will continue to deposit all right, in your life. If you got to go, it's okay. Um, let me pray for you. And you can come forward for prayer. All right, come forward for prayer. So, Father, we bless what you have done in this time. We thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the heavens being opened right now over every single person. I thank you for greater places of intimacy. I thank you that you continue to speak to our heart today, tonight, um, even throughout the night in dreams. Talk to us about destiny, Lord. Talk to us about destiny. You planned this from the foundation of the world. You planned our life. Talk to us about it. And I pray that our ears are wide open, our heart is wide open, our eyes are wide open to what you're trying to say. I thank you for great boldness and courage to follow through with what you say. I bless each and every person in here today. I thank you for them. In Jesus' name. Amen.